Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show where we talk soulful mindfulness, soulful mindset, as well as manifestation. Today you are in for an amazing episode. I have for you not only a great manifestation expert, but she's also a friend, Maru Yabichella. You guys, today she drops so much knowledge as well as shares personal stories that we can learn more about how to open ourselves to receive, the importance of listening to ourselves as well as divine timing. Tune in for this amazing episode. Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, mind soulful mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence, freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence in you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. We're talking all about soulful manifestation, mindset, as well as um, mindfulness. Today, I am so excited to not only bring to you a manifestation expert, an infinite receiving expert, but also a friend and a mentor. Um, today, I have Maru Yabichella, you guys, and she is so amazing. She is the queen infinite receiver. She inspires, motivates, and empowers people to step into their power and create the life and business of their dreams. She has spoken to groups from 120 people to over a thousand people all over the world, including Dubai, Canada, the U.S., and Brazil. A passion for speaking and inspiring others, Maru steps up to a challenge, leaves her mark, and creates memorable experiences for her audience. Maru is on a mission to teach how to expand energetically, mentally, and successfully to make room for everything that is desired. Oh my gosh, I love that. She truly believes there's no limit to how much we can receive except the limits we place on ourselves. She's been featured in Telemundo, The Huffington Post, YFS Magazine, and Shift Magazine. She lives in a house she manifested in Dallas, Texas with her son, Welcome, welcome, Maru. Thank you so much for wow. joining us. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. Thank you for having me on your show. I couldn't be more excited because I know this, this show has been in the making. It's been, it's such a dream come true and it's definitely um, something that I could not pass up. And so I'm really grateful to be one of your first Yes, to talk yes, all about. yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited she's here. I'm so excited you're here. So I know that I gave your bio, but like, what else would you say about yourself? What is it missing? It's missing a lot, to be honest with you. That's probably like a year and a half, two years old, and it's accurate. All that good stuff is accurate, but I've definitely grown so much um, since I really stepped into this journey of, of sharing with others in person and online, how to open up to receiving because 
I realized that the, uh, the, all the physical, external, financial abundance that I have manifested, including the house that I'm doing this interview from, <laughs> right? Um, you know, a soulmate, a travel, paid travel, speaking, all stuff, like that was incredible. But 2018 presented a different set of challenges that really helped me get in touch with other kinds of abundance, right? And, and I come to you now as a much more complete, whole, well-rounded individual that I can speak so much more confidently about the, the power, you know, of opening up to receiving infinitely in terms of love, health alignment, um, not just money, clients and followers, right? Because I, I feel like the first two and a half years of me, it was like the floodgates cracked open. My business passed the seven figure mark in two years. Like I didn't even know what to do with so many opportunities, so many things that were on my table. Like I got a little burned out, right? So then I had to go back and understand why, you know, like how receiving so much can burn you out if you're not careful. And then how do you get back to your center? And how do you stay receiving, but receiving in all areas, right? So that you, you're not just receiving um, accolades or recognition of money, but you're also, you know, having a good home life, having like good balanced sleep and, and social life, right? Because I, I think this world of manifestation, like a lot of people talk about that physical abundance and I want to talk about all of the abundance, right? right? right. Because I realized that the true, the true infinite receiving, which to most people that listen to this is going to be a new concept and I'll, we'll get more into how it came to me. Right. But the true infinite receiving is not just infinite receiving of money or houses or orgasms or, you know what I mean? That, no, no, no. It's, it's, a, so it's, a, it's a bigger concept, you guys. Yes. It's a yes. much, much, much bigger, ample concept. And I think it's important that we start valuing, appreciating, and noticing all of it. Because if you're stuck on like one or two kinds of abundances and you're collapsing, like your self-esteem is collapsing because something's not happening fast enough or you know, like we got to, to re like, I don't shift our approach and how we yeah. see it because that's how more will come to you. More of the things that you want. And most importantly, they'll stay. <laughs> that's so true. Like what you're saying really speaks to, I think something similar that I talk about is like the inner and outer abundance. It's almost like the holistic aspect of abundance where a lot of people are strictly focusing on money or strictly focusing on the external abundance. But I right. think that like, that's what I think you and I have a common too, is that it's not just abundance or manifesting money. It's trying to have, um, be both open to receive and manifest in all areas of our lives and to remove any blocks or limitations. So let's start off with this. Sure. What, what got you onto this path? What brought you here? How did you learn about manifestation or infinite receiving? How did that start? It started with panic attacks and anxiety in my corporate job in 2008. Um, I was that person. I'm, I was born and raised in Venezuela. So I came here in 2000. You know, I, I didn't know the language. I went, ended up learning a little bit of it, ended up going to school, a four-year college here in Fort Worth, Texas, where I live now and I've lived you know, for 18 years now. And I started, um, I got the job. I feel like I was fulfilling this American dream of sorts, right? And, and five years into my corporate career, I just found myself like not looking forward to going to work. And then I started having this anxiety and panic attacks. And I was that person that didn't believe stress was real. Mm. I was that person that if somebody said like, oh, you know, I'm stressed and I'm having palpitations or I can't sleep. I would think to myself, like, you're weak, like weak. Ooh, like that doesn't right, happen to right. me. Right? Like I'm strong. I'm this and this. And 
at the time I was doing CrossFit. I was getting my MBA. I had the best car I ever had. I had a good income. I had so many things going for me. And here I am sitting at my desk having like this terrible chest pains where I couldn't breathe and I ended up in the ER. And it was that day in the ER that they said, look, your body is perfectly fine. Like literally you're fine. You're just having a panic attack. And I remember thinking, are you telling me that that's all in my head? Like that, that, like, are you really telling me that's all in my head because the pain is real? And it was like, well, I'm not telling you it's in your head, but I'm telling you that your heart is fine and your muscles are fine and everything's fine. But these spasms are cause of stress. And I just fell off my chair and that day changed my life because I started on a quest of finding more. I remember refusing the medicine and I said, I need to figure out what's causing this. And I'm not going to kill myself over nobody, like over no business, no job, no nothing. And one thing led to the other. And I was invited to a friend's house that were doing a like life coaching retreat. I had never heard of life coaching and I just showed up, you know, I, it was soon after I started asking myself what's really going on. I didn't know anything about self help or motivation or not really, Mm-hmm. Um, I just attended maybe one motivational conference and that was it. But I remember going to this woman's house and they were talking about the law of attraction and they were reading Oracle cards and there were all these older women. And I was just like, what is this? And I started asking these really naive, simple questions. And ever since then, I've just had this, um, propensity, this tendency, this openness to be a really fast student of all, all like metaphysics, um, universal laws. Like it's, it's easy for me to apply them. It's easy for me to surrender. It's easy for me, like other things, it's easy for me to trust and fear all the things that are hard for most people. Like for me, I just, I don't know. They're just, they're easier. It just like I clicked, it clicked in. It sounds like it, it just clicked, clicked in. Once it clicked in, wow. it clicked in. And that was just what, like eight, 2008 were like 11 years ago, it'll be in June, because it was June 20th, 2008, that I, that I had this, because I celebrated as a birthday. I still do, because I feel like I was reborn that day. And anyway, tell you this background, because I was that person that was in corporate, you know, I didn't, I didn't really believe in anything except like my abs and my toned arms and my ability to interview <laughs> really, really well at jobs, because I could do that. But then it just kicked my butt. <laughs> it was like, this is not something that I could just work with um, my great, you know, abilities to speak in meetings and stuff. No, this is something that was going to require a different strength. And so I started on that quest of learning. And then I went to metaphysics school. And then one thing led to me getting, um, starting a makeup business and an image consulting business. Then I found life coaching. And since 2011, I've been a certified life coach. And then I started my business full time in 2013. And uh, that it was hard. It was hard to make money um, full time, you know, doing this uh, speaking and, um, and coaching. And, uh, but I, I figured it out. I started figuring some things out and I hit a, a huge roadblock as it happens to a lot of us, you know, when you're right. like, oh, why is it not working? I'm trying to read and, and apply everything I've learned. And I hit that point where I had no money left. I'd used out of my credit cards I just become a single mom. And I remember telling the universe, like, listen, universe, God, like whoever's listening, if things don't change by May, this was February. If things don't change by May, I got to get a job. Like I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to give it my best shot. And it was then guys that I had this like total, like uh, very simple, but life-changing moment that it became like the million dollar moment. 
literally literally not metaphorically like literally literally where i was just ready to give it all up you know as as um i'm sure most of y'all listening to this will will relate to when you've reached your limit or your point of fed up like right. i'm done if this is what's going to be i don't want it and i just remember going to a hotel i said i need some space i need to go journal i need to go figure some things out and it was on my way to the hotel that I remember hearing a voice very clear that said, Maru, in life, you only get what you have the capacity to receive. Mm, that's so beautiful. And I just remember being like, what? And like, what was that? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like, do you only get what you have the capacity to receive? I was like, I have nothing. I have plenty of room. I have capacity. I have nothing in my bank accounts. Like, my relationships are on the outs. I have nothing, but I sat with that concept. And I remember asking myself, like, if it's true that you only get what you have the capacity to receive, then my capacity must be zero, you know? <laughs> I asked myself like, okay, let's say that's true. How big is my capacity to receive? And I would urge everyone listening to this to just like, right. Ask yourselves, you know, how big is your capacity to receive? And just whatever number you come up with, just go with that. For me, it was 40. 40%. And I was just thinking mm. like, this is crazy because I remember doing discovery call after discovery call after discovery call. You were one of those discovery calls oh, as we yes. came to find out recently, right? <laughs> right. And I, it's such a full circle moment for me it to is. tell the story with you because I had done 18 calls with potential people that were interested in my services and only three said yes. And the three of them, something happened to them. I remember at the time, you know, right. like you were ending your relationship and something like a break in the case happened right after we talked. So all the people that said yes to me, they, they pretty much turned around and said, Hey, I'm sorry, I can't hire you right now. This adversity happened. Right. And I was like, I am, am I like, am I the one that's blocking this? Because like, how could you talk to 18 people and not close one? And the ones that say yes to you, they, they say, sorry, I just, you know, I lost my job or my husband lost his job or the bank froze my account or I got served with divorce papers. Like I can't. Right. right. And so that was a, that was a clue to me. I was like, I'm freaking closed. <laughs> like it's me. And so when I started thinking, am I really open to receive this, even though I'm working my butt off, the answer was no. And so oh I, goodness. that really kick-started me in an understanding this science because it's not so woo it's to me it's like science because it works like it works it's very effective that most people are praying with the doors closed Ooh. yeah praying with the doors closed oh my yeah. goodness that's that's very profound so we're basically what you're saying is that we're asking for asking from god um whoever you know whoever you speak to whoever resonates with you i use god and spirit but yet the doors close. Like we actually are not open to what we're asking for. Is we're that right? not. Wow. What I'm saying is this, what I'm saying is like a lot of people want money, right? Like they want more money and, but they're, they don't want to follow up with their clients. They're scared to send the contract. Mm. They're scared to look, they're scared to open people's emails, right. That are interested in working with them. Um, they're like, they don't want to look at their money. So we say we want something, but we are scared to face it right wow. so you want love but you don't right. want drama you want success and fame but you don't want trolls you know 
<laughs> like, I mean, like, like, right. You don't you want saying? the other side. Everything. Yeah. It's like, you're like, like, I just want, yeah. It's like you, you want to receive, you want to receive money and stuff. And I, what I realized is whatever you're not getting, you're being protected from. Mm. You're not getting right now. You're being protected from right now because somehow if you got it, it would just, it would just either throw you for a loop or you couldn't handle it or you would lose it. And anyway, so you can, you guys can already tell that I have a completely different way of looking at this. Yes. Where yes. you're, you're at a hundred percent responsibility for allowing, right. right. Or not. And that it's neither, it's neither good nor bad because whatever hasn't shown up yet, somehow you just, your job isn't to, to me, it's not even about believing that it exists. I have a hundred percent belief that anything that's meant for me, it already exists and it's there. And it's just more like we're walking towards each other. And sometimes right. it's going to take 17 years. Sometimes it's going to take seven months or 17 days. I don't know. But I don't doubt that that thing exists, you know, and through my, through this thing that ended up being called infinite receiving, I know that looks at me, says like, infinite receiving this. And I'm like, most people don't know what that is because I didn't even know what it was. But it's basically this concept that you will only get what you have the capacity to receive and that your job is to expand your capacity to receive it and get ready, be ready, feel ready and open <clears throat> to welcome it. And that, that you, that requires, or you should spend more time working on that than the actual thing itself. Um, right. And what I mean by that is strategies are good action. Obviously you have to action, action, action and all that. But if you're deep down, you haven't done this work where you're truly open and not afraid of all of it it's not going to show up or if it's going to show up, it's going to show up in trickles and it's may, wow. it may not be sustainable. You have said a lot. So I want to yeah. dig in a little bit deeper on a couple of areas because I, I noticed a couple of things that I think um, the audience would really benefit from having you just say even a few more words about it. Um, I think a lot of people are in jobs right now in their lives that they thought they wanted they went after the job, the car, the career, right? Mm -hmm. The relationship that they thought they wanted. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there like you were years ago, having panic attacks, spirit, inner voice is sending them signals that something isn't right. And a lot of us, a lot of people ignore it for so long. Mm -hmm. Tell me what inside of you allowed you or gave you the permission to say i'm done with this obviously the anxiety was screaming to address the issue but so many of us take whatever steps it is to um stop the symptoms right that our life is showing us that spirit is showing us but we keep walking forward doing what we're supposed to do what got you what on the inside of you said i'm not doing the anxiety medicine i am fixing the root I think people would really love to know how you get off of that kind of expected path. Hmm. That's such a good question. I've never been asked that. I love it. I would say we all have a limit. And if you haven't reached it, you're not there yet. And I would urge you to not judge yourself for that because whether it's with love or money or patterns or a job or an abusive boss or a toxic environment, right? Like if you're still taking it and you're still bitching and excuse my French, but you're still complaining and, you know, whining about it and nothing's changing, you will wake up one day tired of your narrative. Mm. One day you will know when you had enough and we all have different capacities. We all have different thresholds, right? Like my inner knowing, I, I can't, I don't know 
what, but when, he, when I was faced with, you need to take, a, you don't need to, but they recommended a muscle relaxer and this medicine for anxiety and the panic attacks. But he said that my body was fine. And I was like, so what's the medicine for? And he said, well, it's just a muscle relaxer, this and that. And I just, I just intuitively, I knew that that wasn't the fix. That that was just a bandaid. It's kind of like, I always say like putting makeup on acne, right? Like you can try to cover it up, cover up the pimple, cover up the scars. There's nothing wrong with that. Cause I did have acne too, like a lot of people, but it's not going to heal the, it's not going to heal the root. So something in me told me, don't, don't take the long road. Just, just, just nip it in the butt. Right. And That's so powerful. Yeah. And I think for me, it just made me feel really vulnerable that at 26 years old, back then, like here I am having all these things going for me and my health felt like it was breaking down and that, that I just couldn't compute that. You know what I mean? And to some people, they may already be past the panic attacks phase. They may already be taking medicine and stuff. And that's wonderful. Like, I'm glad that you're trying to help yourself at the same time. Listen to me. If you're watching this, <laughs> you're just prolonging things because of fear. Right. Because there's a part of us that makes us think that if I quit this job, then I won't have anything to feed my kid. Or if I quit this relationship, then I'll be destitute or I'll be homeless and stuff. And, and the thing is, guys, is you really need to weigh what is costing you staying versus going. Right. And, and also that the universe is infinite and it's expanding infinitely because we, we will finish the end of the story of how, after I had yeah, this yeah. thoughts in the car, somebody wired me like $7,500 out of the blue. And then like, <laughs> but it was like, I was like, what happened? I feel like I just stepped into another dimension. Like what's this? Cause I couldn't control the amount of stuff that was coming my way. But I feel like that stuff happens. Like when things start falling into place, which is the magic that we talk about with manifestation or with mm -hmm. believing or whatever, that only happens after you've reached the end of your rope and you decide to make a different choice. So you get to the like enough is enough point. You get to your, I love that. You get to your limit where then you're almost, then you're walking past your fear because you're like, you're fed up, you're done. Yeah. I feel like, again, we all have different thresholds for some people is putting up with something for 20 years. For some people it's 20 months for some people it's 20 days. You know, some people have like really tight standards where they're like, uh, -uh I'm not putting up with that. Mm -hmm. And they're done. And I don't think you should judge yourself for your timelines or your threshold. We are, we are all different. So you, know you had I mean? reached your, you had reached your threshold going back to I your, had reached you had my reached threshold, threshold back then, <laughs> back then in corporate. And then I reached it in entrepreneurship, right? Yes. I would say by now I've had like two or three thresholds that I've met of, of tolerating some kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm out. But that one became the biggest breakthrough of all the one I was right. telling you about earlier. But yeah, I definitely feel that, and we talked about this before going on the call, it's like divine timing, right? Like there's a timing for everything. And sometimes perhaps your timing, your time hasn't expired at a job or in a relationship or in a money pattern or something, but there will come a point where you will be fed up with your own stuff and you will be like, okay, you know what? Either it changes or, or I'm just gonna, I told you guys the other day, I was like, I'm just gonna work at McDonald's. <laughs> Like no offense to anybody that works there, because you know every job is is right. It's good, but I was like, you know, if 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 things are not going to work out and I'm not figuring this out, then maybe there's something else out there for me, right? And there's no shame in in changing lanes or in admitting that this career and this degree that you got in accounting is not good anymore, right? 
you know, there's like engineering. I know that your background is, you know, you're a journalist and an attorney. Like, yeah, there's there's no shame in saying like, yeah, yeah. There's no shame in saying like, you know what? My time's expired in this relationship. My time's expired in this job. My time's expired in this industry. It is not me anymore. And I need to work towards my exit strategy. So that would be one very practical tip is if you feel like you're already reaching that limit, which for me at that job was in, in entrepreneurship as well, give yourself an ultimatum, a healthy ultimatum, a year, six months, four months, like give yourself a healthy ultimatum and plan an exit strategy. For me in the job, I was like, this job is killing me. I mean, I wasn't dying, but it felt like it was killing my yeah. soul. Yeah. And I was like, I'm out. And I started looking for the jobs and I started looking to get into other gigs inside the company. And I ended up working as a trained supervisor, which was a super promotion for me because I was a manager and a supervisor of 200 men at 28 years old. And I wanted that because I was so tired of meetings and being in, in like behind a desk and being in the field that was going to be out there. And I remember telling myself, if I can motivate 200 men or if I can keep 200 men engaged in a job that is super blue collar and like tough, I was like, I can do anything. And I ended up nailing it at that job. And I spent three years there working nights, days, storms, tornadoes, hazmat spills, you know, Warren Buffett came through, things like that. It was amazing, right? But so that thing redirected me to something amazing where I really got in touch with the strength and a power I didn't even know I had. And then after that, I I quit. So let's go back because I love it. But I I didn't want to let that point be forgotten or not really brought out because I think there's so many people right now that are in positions where they're kind of scared to step out of them. So I wanted you to share on that because you are a continual, um, you will step out, you will step out on faith and you will go and do what you need to do to get what you know is coming. So like, that's what happened. So we're going back. We're like going back to where you had all these discovery calls And no one was able ultimately to pull the trigger to hire you due to like, almost it felt like universal blocks. Like everyone was having, not just little things happen, but big things happen. People losing jobs, divorces, like all these things. And then what did you do? How did you, how did you bust through and, and, and result in this infinite receiving that so many people do know about? Okay. Yeah. So I basically, I reached my limit. I was like, I'm blocking this. And I went to the hotel and on my way to the hotel, I heard this voice. You only get what you have the capacity to receive. And I got this discernment, this inner discernment that it was like, wow, I'm working really hard towards this, but I'm not really that open to it. I'm scared. I'm fearful. I'm stressed. I don't even know if I can handle it. My mind's not in the right place. So at that point I discovered and realized, and I tell you with a hundred percent honesty that whatever you haven't gone so far in your life that you're working towards, either you're not ready for it, you don't have the capacity to receive it, or you just like, it's a good thing that you're being protected from it. And in my case, the reason why God spared the universe, universal architecture, whatever, bunched up all these lessons and this drought, financial drought for me, which I needed it because I had just become a single mom. Um, the reason all those things bunched up is because it gave me the million dollar breakthrough, not just physical, financial, but also mind-wise and life-wise. It was the ultimate upgrade for me to have gone through that drought and that adversity and that rock bottom. So every single rock bottom, every step, every frustration is universally architected, engineered for your future. 
But most of us are like, no, I'm scared. Of course you're scared. Of course. Like, of course it hurts. Of course. Of course there's pain. Of course. But now after everything I've seen, and we haven't even touched on when I quit corporate and everything that happened there, but every single thing that, that like life has thrown my way that has tried to either set me back or, or make me lose my hope and stuff. I've now in retrospect and in hindsight have realized that there were key pieces of my fast forwarding to the life that I wanted. And this isn't a life of like, I'm in Bali with my laptop and, you know, and I'm taking pictures on a cliff. And no, 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 this is not like, this is a <laughs> normal life, you know, where I have an awesome kid, like an awesome family, a beautiful boyfriend now, like a good relationship. You know what I mean? And I just right. have peace. That's what right. I'm talking about. Because I thought originally that the life of my dreams was like, oh, I have all this stuff. And I realized that I'm like, I actually don't even want that much. I'm a simple person. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I love oh that you're gosh. still, I love that you're still really always renewing and rediscovering yourself. Like yeah. that is like a, that is like part of, I feel like the, the story that you've given is not just, it's, it's like the beauty of reaching thresholds, overcoming still, and obviously uncovering all these different elements to yourself in your life. Like that's really beautiful i don't know if you stop that's the ultimate infinite receiving yes it's like the ultimate to me the ultimate receiving is that you really get the truth of who you really are mm -hmm. and that will come through with spiritual teachers called jerks you know uh, spiritual teachers called um tickets or a divorce a breakup a governmental yes. change you know a storm like an adversity because you know if we want to go to the deep end of the pool for, for a second, do you really think that we would be willing to shed identities or shed fears or shed layers of attachment just by voluntarily? No, you don't because you're really comfortable. We're attached right. to the comfort zone because that's attached to survival, right? And when change comes, we're like, oh, so scared because you're like, what's going to happen? Blah, 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 blah. But the reason why those <clears throat> setbacks or curveballs come, whether it's anxiety or losing a job or losing a relationship or hitting bankruptcy or something like that, the reason why that stuff happens, it's so that you're forced into shedding an attachment or a part of you that, trust me, it wasn't going to serve you in the long run anyway. We don't willingly go into like, yes, you know what, I'm going to not be attached to you know, money or attached to my looks or attached to my ego stuff, right? You're not willingly going to shed that stuff. It's so what you're saying that. is like, it's all ultimately for our, our good. Like all everything right. that we're, yeah. Like that's, I think, I think that's a belief system that I'm seeing that's emerging in a lot of the people that are successful and are very much stepping and owning their authority is that they believe that everything is working out for them and they believe that everything that has happened to them happened through them and for their own good. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's a nature, it's everywhere, right? That, right. that you know, the way that you plant a seed and, you know, when the, the, the little tree starts growing, right? Like it starts like this, but then it grows, grows, it gets really big. You can't foresee the future. Like you, what am I trying to say? It's kind of like, like a caterpillar in the crystals is a really ugly thing. Like if you look at pictures of it, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Little do you know that from that metamorphosis, something so beautiful and so expansive is going to emerge. And I think that's, that's our lives and it's cyclical. And 
I've just, I think I've been open to my cycles when like things have gotten hard and stuff to be like, okay, what's here for me? You know, what's here for me? And knowing that just because I can't see it on the surface, that doesn't mean that the lessons aren't coming. Right. I know you've heard me talk about stories like when I was in Mykonos in this island in this beautiful conference. And one day I wake up and I'm cleaning my ears with a Q-tip, right? And and the stick Mm -hmm. comes out and not the cotton, right? And I'm like, I'm flying tomorrow. I have a piece of cotton stuck in my skull and I can't get it out. And then nobody in the hotel could help me. I ended up in the ER missing the conference that I paid so much money for in freaking Greek Isle, the Greek Isles, right? Right. Go to the ER, whatever. The woman that took me to the hospital ended up becoming the secretary of the CEO of this company that I so badly wanted to audition for and be chosen to be like, you know, buy them to be a speaker. It is because of the stupid Q-tip that I ended up getting featured with this company because she knew about me. She told the CEO about me, how fascinated she was with my story and infinite receiving and stuff. So again, something that could have frustrated me, I had the attitude of like, man, who am I supposed to meet through this? Like, why is the universe putting this on my path right now? Because it's very inconvenient, but clearly if it's happening, it's for a reason. And little did you know, six months later, I was going to be getting a shout out, getting all these leads sent to me. And it was a very big company. If I said that, you guys would know it. And that was a dream for me. So you just have no idea what's working for you in the matrix, right? Like (laughs) just because there's an adversity or something that doesn't, that gets rerouted or plot, what we call the plot twist uh, here on the surface. It's because it's making way for something huge for something else that's coming. And that's how I see it. I love that. So it's all about, as you're saying, divine timing. And it's also knowing that something better or something good or for your own evolution is actually coming forward. So that kind of gets to the heart of kind of the series, right? Like we've talked about being responsible for our capacity. We've talked about receiving. So for the people that are out there wondering, is there such thing as luck or is it just manifestation? Like, what do you think is luck or does luck exist? (sighs) (laughs) I do believe there's such a thing as being in the right place at the right time or not. Um, And I believe that I believe in coincidences uh, and I believe that coincidences are not accidents. As a matter of fact, that the root of the word coincidence, it was first used as a mathematical term um, to describe the angles of a triangle that fit perfectly together. So angles that coincide are angles that fit perfectly together, right? So originally it was used as a mathematical term, the term coincidence. And then somehow humans turned it into, you know, something that is used as an accident. Oh, it happened by coincidence. It happened by accident, right? Right. So to me, a coincidence is two moments in time that fit perfectly together. And when you have two moments in time that fit perfectly together, it feels like the stars are aligning or I'm lucky or, you know, I think we call it luck when this moments of coincidence of moments in time that fit perfectly together, when they happen and something huge happens in those moments, you know, sometimes it's just like, Oh, I think of somebody and they call me, but sometimes it's Oprah called, you know, or I won the lottery or the person that won the billion dollar jackpot in South Carolina, he led the person in front of him go. He's like, Oh, just go in front of me. Right. And had that not happened, it would have been a different person that won the jackpot, right? So he just like, or he or she just detached, let it go and kindness or something, right? It came to him. So to me, I think luck, it's something that we should normalize. <laughs> and I don't know if it, 
if it's like, I don't, I don't use the term. I, I say to a lot of people, good luck, but truly I'm just wishing them that the stars align for them. Right. And that they are able to follow their inner guidance, their intuition, because as you do that, the number of luck moments or coincidences will increase. Right. And to me, it's no, it's nothing crazy is nothing out of this world. To me, it's like the most natural thing in the world that when you listen to your instincts, when you're flowing with yourself, that things would just like happen as if by magic or luck. But truly it's something that is a byproduct of you being very loyal and very truthful and very honest with yourself. Um, so is that, is that how people manifest things? Is that what you would say is manifestation is when you are in alignment with your soul, that you're in flow, you're listening, um, that you're able to attract and have these, what we were calling earlier at the beginning, like inner and outer abundant things show up. How does that play into manifestation? I do feel that, mm, and I say manifestation because I don't like the word manifestation because there's the word man in it. And that just feels such a masculine process to manifest, to manifest. It feels like a very forceful process. So I talk about it in a completely different way, which is more of like, I'm open to receive whatever the universe thinks is best because the universe knows best. You know, I don't claim to know best. My brain is too small for what's available. Right. So I'm always like, yeah, this would be amazing. This or something better. And I'm open to, you know, having my mind blown by the universe because what I can ask for is so limited. So to me, what is required, so I guess your question was manifestation, is that what's required or is manifestation about product of listening to ourselves and yes. stuff? Um, I really think that as you work towards, and I think it's a lifelong journey, as you work towards getting more aspects of your life to match um, what your soul wants or what your instincts want, you know, what your preferences are, as you get more, more and more aspects, like it's easier to just receive. It's easier to be this like open channel that is incoherence in not incoherent, but in coherence um, to, to your unique blueprints. And I think when, for me, the more you come out with your truth or, you know, you say like this job accounting wise is not working for me anymore. I want to do something that's more creative. I'm going to try marketing right? Or I'm going to try journalism. Or I'm going to try that. Like that is you listening to yourself. And right. it's the scariest thing to do to listen to yourself. I know people talk about authenticity a lot, but to me, it's, it, it saves lives. When you are able to listen to yourself, beat your fears, do it anyway, do something that feels like it's the real you, it's the truth for you, not for your parents or what society right. is yeah. you. Not being stuck into that, not with someone else right. for you. And that's kind of like when the luck happens or when, when the manifestation happens, right? Like, because you've, you've taken this huge step and risk to step away from the tribe or the things that, that you felt were comfortable. And then that's when surprises happen. In my case, when I was about to quit my job, um, I, to be, to do this full time, I found that I was pregnant and then my fiance at the time fell deathly ill. Um, it so many crazy, unexpected thing right. some beautiful some not so great yeah. unforeseeable could not have planned yeah. it none, none of them were my vision board um they all happen at once right i went from like free spirit skinny like fit like ready to move to australia with my laptop and do life coaching to oh i'm pregnant okay great at least we live together oh we're gonna get married oh let's plan our wedding oh wait you just like fell deathly ill overnight and i just given my two weeks notice so 
all the plans that I had made, none of them, you know, happened except that I had to quit my job. And even though I had given the two weeks notice and they said, just stay, don't worry about the two weeks notice. Like we can re shuffle you around. Like you need the benefits, you need the, the income. I remember thinking to myself, my soul, everything about me says you need to go. How are you going to take care of this guy and you walking into this job every morning? spending most of your days and time here. I was like, I can't do it. I was like, I'd rather go work at Starbucks. Wow. And I left without money, just with credit card, like credit lines. <laughs> I, I, love, money. I love that because one of the things like that you're talking about is this interplay between our souls, our ability to receive, um, whether we call it manifestation or opening to receive, but it's really about following our soul. Like that's exactly what you were saying. That part of you was crying out to I could not make a change. Yeah. I could not stay. And then what happened was that two weeks later, I got a $21,000 transfer from Venezuela from my laid that state out of the blue. Wow. And, and that I promise you that couldn't have mobilized for me had I not said yes to this or, or, or so I think, you know, cause it, if I would have gotten the money, I would have quit anyway, but I got it in faith. You know what I, mean? right. I, I right. left and then I got that. And that was like the greatest that got me through the pregnancy that got me through so much. And there's no way I would have known that in advance. I love that. Again, again, you know, the manifestation, I couldn't have asked for $21,000 to fall from the sky. Or I just said like, you know, I knew that I couldn't stay there. And I trusted that the temptations and the, the tests that life was presenting for me that somehow were part of my seminar story or somehow like they were there to make me stronger or better, but I just knew I couldn't stay. I knew that much. I love that. So like for everyone listening, it's really a bigger story and lessons in there about the power of listening to ourselves mm -hmm. on our path, right? Trusting that what we're hearing and feeling from our soul, from like our innermost truth is actually the truth. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned as well was the ability to, even though you had fears, you had reached your limit. So you were like, I am still stepping forward, even though all this crazy stuff is happening. I mean, your stuff is like monumental. Like I think most people would agree that have gone through things that a lot of people you could not have foreseen, like you couldn't have foreseen it. And then just like this power of hitting that threshold, knowing that that was it, but then still going forward and trusting in the divine timing. I think that you um, and your life and the infinite receiving story are so good about really illustrating the power of our soul and the power of, like I call soulful manifestation, the power of listening to ourselves, because that's what you've done. Like you're a shining, I feel like you are a brilliant shining example of trusting ourselves when all the crap goes down Absolutely. and knowing that there's something bigger and better that's out there. So thinking about all of this, you recently have stepped into, so for people who don't know, you have infinite receiving program, but you've stepped into a new, even threshold with that, with infinite receiving in Espanol. Like yes. talk about that a little bit. Wow. I feel like I just gave birth, to be honest with you, with Infinity in Spanish because I am from Venezuela. That's my first language. English is literally my third language. I grew up speaking Spanish and then Italian, and then I learned English. And people have been asking me to do my programs and coaching and speaking in Spanish. And I was terrified. 
I was terrified because I, like you can tell, I feel really comfortable speaking the English language and all my stories and everything that I've done has happened in English. So um, I had the opportunity to speak in Spain recently and I kid you not, I feel like the floodgates of, of receptivity and love cracked wide open because I spoke in my sort of stumbly, like the best word, the best right. way I could explain, you know, receiving and how to like the practical tips to open yourself up to receiving and people started coming to me nonstop for two days. And I said, the time is now. So I'm very much about listening to my soul, my intuition. And I think that's how I create my own luck in a way that yes. it is when I'm aligned, when I feel like there's a gravitational pull to something, even if it's not in the program or in the plan, I got to attend to that. I got to do it. I got to do it. So I, yeah, I branched out in Spanish just three weeks ago and like 70 people joined the program and I have no subscribers, no list, no nothing. It literally went from like zero to 500 in like a week, in like 10 days. And it's like, and once that, again, receiving. It's, it's, it's receiving, but I'm so glad you pointed this out. It's always the power. It, it, before you start receiving, it starts with listening to something. Yes. And, and being able to identify, right? Because that was not in my, it was not in my budget. It was not in my plan. It was not in my forecast. None of that. It was like something that I knew I needed to do. And perhaps I thought it would happen in the fall. That's what I thought. And then I went over there and I was like, I've, I've got to say yes to this now. And so I did. And I think in so many ways, you know, the manifestation happens when you say yes to something, right? But a lot of us are praying for cars or great launches or great business, great success, great love, but we're not vulnerable enough to say yes to the risks that we need to take. Or we're really stuck to our mind-made or man-made plans. And that's beautiful. And at the same time, you've got to give yourself enough room to flow. You, you know what I mean? And, and right. so it, it, sometimes it makes it hard for people to support me in my business because I'm, I will change the plans. I will do that because I have to, you know, that, that's, that's just how I roll. You but know? it's so and it's good because it's like balancing. I feel like it's a good example of balancing um, our mind, which, which most people, that's their predominant like engine. It's their predominant filter. It's everything that makes their life go. You are showing beautifully the balance between you have a plan, you know what you're doing, but you still listen to spirit and you still listen to your heart and your soul and you allow that to guide you. And then you make new plans if you need to. Yeah, like you're yeah. not, you're not yeah. a servant to the, to the mind or the plan that's been thought all the way out. No, I am not. I'm proud to say it. And I used to have a little shame or reservation around it because I'm like, does that make me look like a bad business owner or stuff? And trust me, yeah. Could my profit margins be better? Could my credit be better? Could all this stuff, but you know what? I stopped worrying about that because what I, I don't know. I just, I needed to reconnect with the truth of why I started all of these. And, um, and I'll tell you what, doing that has been really good for business. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, like the more, the less you have the stress and the, the less you worry about how, how you should do things and how you should, you should, you should, you should, you should. If that's not real to you right now, don't do it. And I think for me, I've really enjoyed descaling because I was upscaling so fast and I did and it left me disconnected from my son. It left me with like 25 pounds overweight. Like it just, it really, I, I think success and fame, I'm not saying I was famous or anything, but you know, I had my little corner of internet fame. You, you know? do. 
You are. I, I still do. When I went to space, somebody <laughs> cried. I was like, are you seriously crying right now because you're meeting me? I was like, I'm going to cry because this has never happened to me. <laughs> so, but, um, but you know what? I feel like scaling up real fast comes with, with challenges. And I had nobody to talk to about that at the time. Now I make it a point to support people in their success and support people in their expansion and how they can continue to create harmonious expansion. Because you know that saying where it says, careful what you wish for, because it may just happen. Exactly. I yeah. totally get what it means, why they say be careful. Because when it hits all at once, like if somebody wins the lottery, right? Okay, long-term, yes, options and possibilities are going to pop up and they're going to be able to support everybody that they want. But man, at the beginning, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And overwhelm of what you want has its own set of challenges. Right. And it's hard to put your finger on it until it happens to you. You know what I mean? So now when I see friends that are like killing it or just like, like you right now, I'm like, okay, in what ways can you stay open? Can you not succumb to pressure? And, and also that I don't want you to feel like if you don't do everything now, it's going to go away because that right. was my mentality. And it is not true because if you believe that opportunities, solutions, options, and good things can expire, then you're coming from scarcity. Scarcity. Yeah. That sounds yeah. totally like scarcity thinking, but mm -hmm. you know, as you continue, you're still doing new things. I don't want anyone to get off of this show or stop watching and not know about a, the shut up or show up both the challenge that's happening. I think you're working on the timing of that right now. So yes. that will be in the show notes. But you, I want you to talk a little bit about that really quickly, as well as the shut up and show up event that's happening in Portland that I'm super excited about. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, first of all, you will get not just me, but also Brooks and me, because we're both yes. going to be speaking. I'm hosting yes. an event and it's going to be so fun because you know what I, what I came to the realization of in 2018 was that you know, so many of us are going through the process of working on our mindsets, opening up to receive, healing this and, and, and profiles that we get done to understand ourselves. But then we get stuck in the action. We don't take the actions. And what I discovered and I really got in touch with is the, the set of challenges that comes when, okay, I'm ready to do this and I really need to show up. Now I'm really, I'm ready to do this and I really need to pull the trigger on something. Oh my word. That is the thing that I think most people don't teach. They're all teaching on how to do it, how to do the business, how to do, how to do, like how to create content, how to set it up, how to launch it and stuff. But the actual step of you take, having the vulnerability, the strength, the courage right. to say, to hit live, you know, or to hit or to promote something or to say, you know what, I'm launching this podcast. I mean, I don't know what all you went through as you were hitting live and putting this out there, but I know it wasn't easy. And it, you know, it's, it's like a lot of people would be like, oh, that's what a great first world problem. And like, it is right. That's true. And it's, it and it's also the problems we've chosen. <laughs> exactly. But it, I really think that most people are not applying for the job, not pulling the trigger on that program, not launching their own podcast, no, not pitching themselves or speaking or for stuff. Uh, because they don't want to tell their family or they are afraid of what people will think of them online. They're afraid of trolls or afraid of critics. And so you're literally working against yourself. So that's showing up part. Oh my gosh, I feel like I got a PhD on that in the past year or so. And how it's truly like you cannot receive infinitely and receive to the fullest. If you don't show up, it's not going to happen. You know, it's not going to rain from the sky. So I feel like a lot of my teachings were incomplete in that showing up is a required step to receive and to benefit and to collect. 
right, to collect the, the recognition or the cash or the, the whatever you want to get from that. And so I created this whole framework and this whole event around the first day is going to be around the mindset, like all our fears, the fear of uh, being a fraud, the fear of criticism, the fear of, am I ready enough? Am I expert enough? Because there is a mindset that definitely goes with that. And, and what I mean by mindset is that the ego, right? The, there's a part of us that contains who you think you are, your identities, your attachments, your survival, basically. Right, like it's, right. it's definitely responsible for, for keeping you, you know, away from dangerous situation. The problem is that what it's perceived as dangerous, it's not really that dangerous, right? But you negotiating with that mechanism alone, it's like, you're the, it's a crisis. It's, it's, it's like a hostage crisis situation where you're both the hostage taker and the hostage. Right. Cause you're talking you to yourself to and you're having these battles and conversations in your own head with your own ego, which is ultimately trying to protect you with that other aspect of yourself is trying to help you grow. Yeah. And you believe it. You're like, oh my gosh, no, it's true. I'm going to die. If I, you know, if I tell somebody how I really feel, or if I come out with this very controversial topic, or I'm going to die. No, you're not. So I, um, so we created this event and this challenge and I'm, I'm coming out with more stuff about the spiritual reasons why we don't show up this bridge, the spiritual framework that I, I literally had to like peel away from me so that I would have access to more power, more stamina, more action, more courage. Um, and also the action, like the, you know what? Okay. Now that we've established this, we're going to take action. So the, we have a two day event on summer solstice, June 21st and 22nd. We are open to receive 200 people. We're probably, I don't know, maybe 15% there, um, which is exciting. It's about from the, the time of this recording is about a hundred days away. Right. Um, so that's exciting. And it's in Portland, Oregon. It's going to be in the summer. You can bring your kids. We're arranging daycare. I mean, that will be separate, but everybody is welcome to come and show up. And I'm calling it showed up or show up because not because I want to shame you or give you an ultimatum, but because I want you to take it, take a choice, make a choice. Some things you really want to sit out, you know, some things you're like, it's not my time yet. Okay. So I'm just going to stop shaming myself for not showing up and I'm just going to sit down. Right. I'm just going to shut up and sit down and absorb and know that there will be a better time or there'll be a better opportunity or I'm actually going to show up. But that, um, what would you say? It's like that, that point where we're like, I want to do this, but I don't want to do it. I want to do it, but I'm right. afraid I want to like, this is where most of the world is wasting our precious energy and time. And I just want people to make a decision. This is a call to action to shut up or show up. Right. And you can always change it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and that I feel like that has been your story ultimately, like all along, even though as, as I love about you is that you're always constantly growing and evolving. So what became um, a story around getting out of a job, breaking through, um, becoming this entrepreneur, getting that million dollar, literally that million dollar idea, continuing to evolve it, not only just in English, which is not even your native language, from Venezuela all the way now to Spain, IR in Espanol to shut up or show up. I mean, Maru, it's amazing how much the teachings continue to come through you and continue to evolve and how I feel like for all the people that are listening to this show, you definitely need to um, follow Maru, Get with these teachings. She puts out amazing content daily. She is just like with this interview and this conversation, there were so many nuggets in here about 
whether you want to call it manifestation, whether you want to call it infinite receiving, opening to receive, but ultimately being able to trust the timing of our lives, our soul's wisdom, so that we can step into what is always there for us. We're just walking to it. So yeah. I really want to, I really want to thank you, Maru, for taking the time to come on the show and to share um, not only just your wisdom, but your life with us. Mm, thank I you. Really My pleasure. So appreciative. <laughs> and for those of you that are listening and watching, know that all the information to receive um, more of Maru is going to be available definitely in the show notes and so forth. But I want to encourage you and formally invite you to get to know people like Maru, because we're blessed to have them here. We're blessed to be able to learn from them and grow. And yes, until next time, again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Maru. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, um, I'm so excited for you to continue to love your life and yourself greater, deeper, fuller, and be able to manifest all of your inner and outer abundance. And I will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the Mind Soulful Flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksitney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheBrooksitney. Be sure to check out my latest free self-love ideas ebook on my website. And for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me today. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.